Hello, Sky friends. Scott here. I'm jumping in to let you all know that Seasons of Skyrend has officially launched our Patreon page. Now you can help support the show directly and get some bonuses in return. We have rewards ranging from special Discord roles to outtakes to creating your own NPC for the world of Skyrend and more. Head over to patreon.com slash skyrendpodcast for all the details. Every dollar goes into running and improving the show that you have helped make a success. And with your support, we can make the show even better. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Again, that's patreon.com slash skyrendpodcast. Any amount of support is appreciated. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. I'm here today to talk to you about our sponsor, Libris Arcana. They offer dice subscriptions, leather gaming covers, and more. I signed up for their monthly subscription, and let me tell you, these are some great dice. They're perfect for causing some trouble in our game. Head over to their website, librisarcana.com, and you can get a subscription of your very own. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A dot com. As a bonus to Seasons of Skyrend listeners, you can use the promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month. Each month, you'll receive a new and unique set of dice delivered right to your door. Again, enter promo code SKYRAND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month's subscription. Go get yourself some dice and help us keep the lights on. Thank you, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Book 2, Chapter 50, Vale's Sacrifice. As night grows in the frost swamp, a green light can be seen from hundreds of yards away. Vale's right arm bears the cost of success for draining the bulb and sparing the grung from the continued spread of their fatal condition. Early indications show a promising future for those, unlike Sock, who are not yet too far along. However, your success means a change of plans for Dusty and the initiates with him, the young elves Alana and Gerso. After a direct prayer to Corum with Dusty, Darvin has received new orders. And I'm curious, Darvin, how do you interpret those new orders? Pretty much seek out those that are too far gone and bring them into Coram's mercy. Okay. So, you have Brumble's mantle practically crackling with raw magical energy, and Vale's arm beaming with the afterglow of that transference. The Grung aren't getting worse, but they aren't yet completely healed. 
What is it you want to do? You're looking at me. You had the idea? Well, yeah. I'm not sure if it's a veil thing to do, though. Like, Why not? You want to make your arm unglowy? This well, might help. Yeah, or it's going to make it worse. Where are you going to get a black sharpie? <laughs> Alright, well, the idea was to try and funnel some of the energy out of the mantle into some sort of implement that could help the grung heal to create a, like, the loves of grung healing or something like that. Okay, I'm open to this idea. Just need to know, need to know what item it is you're trying to make magical, what effect you want it to have. And who's going to be acting as the funnel? Thoughts on an item, people? <laughs> <laughs> it could be something that you currently have on you that's glove. not I've got, magical. I've got gloves. Or we could find something that the grung that's mm-hmm. important to them and imbue it with power, like... Grung gloves. GG's? Yeah. <laughs> um, or a blanket, like, blanket over the sick grung, and in 24 hours, poof, not sick anymore. Should we go ask... What's her name? Sure, yeah. Uh, is it Prado? The one doing the, like, experiments and stuff? Prado is the one that Sicarius mentioned that she was working with, so yeah. she is, like, working on some, like, healing-type stuff. Yeah. Uh, Imelda's the more wizardy person. Either way. We can talk to either one. Why don't we go to Prado first? That sounds good. Start with science, and then we'll go to magic. <laughs> Not that it makes much difference, probably, but... I mean, Prado is doing some magic as well. Yeah. But it's more of the potions magic. Okay. Who's all going? I guess we'll go. You go do whatever. whatever. All right. I don't want to know. All right. Chris has a question about Darwin and has has he shared his plan with Vale yet about what he's going to be doing with these people? Um, This is a fair question. I mean, he wouldn't have hid it from you, I don't think. Have you told Vale that you intend to go off and start killing the Grum? Have you told anybody yet? I mean, when we first... I, since the events at the temple. Mm, since your prayer with Dusty, actually. Since my arm has started glowing. It's a nice arm. I'm not sure I would have stated it directly, but I feel like it might have been implied from the previous discussion. Which previous discussion? The one prior where we had first run into Dusty and we... You know, mm. Dusty and Arnis had talked and we'd realized things were complicated. Okay. I, I feel like there was some, you know, implication there that, yeah, we would have to reconsider and that, hold on. But, no, I don't think I've said anything directly yet, but I think you would be aware that that's on the table. Okay. That's all fair. So, are you going with us to do this investigation on whether or not we can handle the problem? Mm. No, I'm probably busy taking care of other matters. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, on our way, I want to flag down one of the little grown gang boys. You want to flag down Sorrow? Yeah. Okay, sure. I don't think you're going to have any trouble, because after you came back with a glowing arm, Sorrow or one of his little gang members, posse members, has been eyeing you hard. All the time. And as soon as you start walking up towards Sorrow, yeah, he's more than happy to interact with you. Wonderful. Hey, what the heck happened to your arm? Uh, I got it uh, in an ordeal to try and cure your ailment and save your people. Oh, so if I touch your arm, I'm going to be better? Nope. Like, no, reaches out. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> we don't know what this is going to do right now. Uh, oh, okay, okay. You're going to want to do yourself a favor and be wary of any outsiders coming into town. (laughs) Well, yeah, we're always wary of outsiders coming into town. That's why we stopped you. Good. Just be on the extra lookout. (laughs) Okay, All right, um, can we have your arm? We'd be able to look more if we had your arm. Um, dude, it's attached. (laughs) Ah! I said dude. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, um, Frogman, it's attached. <laughs> Frog is Sorrow. Uh, that my is, name is Sorrow. <laughs> First of all, my name is Sorrow, and second of all, Frogman is highly offensive. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't call you Ape Man. <laughs> You're right. I apologize. <laughs> all right then. My ignorance is showing. 
He takes it as gentle ribbing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mutual. Teasing. Eh, Teasing seems too playful. But yeah, like a mutual thing for fun. Yeah, we'll each make fun of the other person. It's a little fun. He's a kid, so it's kind of how he's used to socializing. It's probably less sensitive than some people would be. So yeah, we're going to Prado. All right. She is still in her workshop. Wonderful. Prado, we're looking for some sort of implement to give, hopefully, a magical ability to heal your sick elders that are not going to be able to have enough time for the ailment to reverse before they die. Okay. Um, What did you have in mind? I've got a lot of stuff. Uh, Well, most likely we're going to be leaving it for you to use, since you seem to be the local healer. So... Is there an object that you think would be more convenient for you? And we could do a blanket, we could do some gloves, we could do a hat, uh, whatever you think would be convenient. (laughs) Um, Well, what's it going to do? The hope is that if we can get it to work, you know, it'll heal their, it'll heal the condition for them immediately as opposed to over time, like it's going to, like having removed the bulb has done for the rest of you. Well, a blanket, I... A blanket sounds good. The sick people don't tend to get up and about too much. At least not once they're too far sick. I, this is this is a technique I'm completely not familiar with. So any idea is good. Uh, if you think you can do it with a blanket, sure, we can loan you a blanket for this. Unless you've got one already that's better suited for this procedure. I think a, a locally made blanket's not a bad idea. Um, I would give us one that... Maybe you don't mind losing, because I wouldn't consider it alone. Like, this blanket's going to be transformed. Okay, so no family quilts. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Just a regular blanket, then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No family quilts. <laughs> We're not looking place. for a heritage item here. <laughs> no. I'm going to accidentally burn something to a crisp and have someone go, My great-grandmother made that! Ooh, oh, God. No bueno! Yeah, I think if all you're asking for is a blanket... Prado will be happy to give you one to experiment with. Like, it's a blanket. That's not something they're in short supply of. Cool, yeah. All right. The next oh. step is to do this. Let's see. What was a grung blanket made out of? Mm. Reeds. Reeds? I don't know. <laughs> My thoughts. Okay. Side. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Is like they don't have any natural fur, so that's off the table right away. Most the animals around here are. Also not, but um, I bet they could have. Hmm. Like what do people like? bark? I'm thinking like mm. redwood tree bark. Ooh. Oh, fluffy trees! <laughs> I'm betting they can make decent blankets out of combining bark and like a lichen. Yeah, there you go. Uh, kind of weaving those together. It's very soft and warm. The lichen helps prevent splinters and things, which. Are painful. Right. Let me tell you that. So yeah, it's this nice earthy, greenish, reddish blanket. Probably a little too small for any of you. They're growing. They're only a few feet tall at most. But weirdly cozy. So, so it'd be like a throw or a shawl on somebody like you. But for the growing, it's a blanket. Cool. Yeah, and you've got that blanket. Meanwhile, let's let's move over. Darvin, you did not go visit Prado. What did you do? You go hang out with Dusty. Alright, not a problem. Hey, Darwin. Hey, Dusty. So, uh, are we all good to go start? Yeah, I think. Do you have an updated plan? I mean, we've got the updated plan. Dusty was in that same prayer vision as you. Right. What was the updated plan? I don't remember. I mean, I remember previously it was poisoning the water, but that's not going to work if we're not... Mm. Because it's no longer the whole population. Right. Now this needs to be done one-on-one. Because you know of Sock, but you don't know if she's the only one who's too far along. Right. And since Coram said just those that are dying, ready to die, ready to come home, you're going to have to do this on a one-on-one basis. Uh, if you kill people who are not ready to die, that would be going against the word of Coram. Right. I got that. So yeah, um, sneak in. Make it nice and peaceful. Sneak out. This is gonna be... Maybe we should wait till darkness. 
It's oh, it's getting dark. Okay, like it, it is already getting dark. That's that's why Vale's arm, the glow from Vale's arm, is reaching, seeming to reach farther. Okay, you're okay. just seeing it from farther out because it's darker. So it's always easy to find them. Awesome by sight. So then I oh. guess we have to go house by house, find Grung who are dying, and help them. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Uh, do you know where we should start? I know one who's dying. Okay, that sounds like a great place to start. You tell him about Sock and where she is. Mm-hmm. So is that me? Is that you? Is that the kids? Well, what she means, Alana and Gerso. We let the kids do it, see how it goes. No, that could be bad, because if they mess up, we're in trouble. We haven't killed anyone yet. Yeah, so maybe that's a bad idea. So then me or you? Who's taking this first one? I guess I'll do it. Alright, I'll go... I'll go scout out for more people. More who are ready. Deal. Okay. So, Darwin. It's getting darker. You know where Sock's house is. Is that where you want to go now, or do you have other stops to make? No, Sock's house. I want to get this over with. Okay. I think if you want to get into her home undetected, you're going to have to roll stealth. Yeah. People aren't generally paying you too much mind. Fuck, I crit failed. That is a great way to start the night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a great way to start the night, Nate. <sighs> what does this look like as you're sneaking into Sock's house? Or up to her house, I should say. What is it you're doing? Do you have anything out and ready? What is this approach like? Probably not. I would be, like, sort of making... I don't know. Sort of circling the building. Almost concentric circles. Sort of trying to, as I get closer, find, you know, mm-hmm. what the see if there's a back door. that might, You know what I mean? See where the entrances are. Okay. I think as you're sneaking around the, the home, then... As you're getting towards the backside of her house, you, know, you see an open window. You reach up. Actually, they're short homes. Never mind. You actually, like, stoop down a little bit to look <laughs> in. And as you do, Sorrow comes around the corner. Hey. Hey, 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 what are you doing? What, what are you sneaking around for? I thought you all were over with Prado, working on a medicine thingy. Yeah, my friends can handle that. So what are you doing here? Just... Checking, I know that some of them are, you know, in poorer health than others, and I have my concerns. Uh, okay, what kind of concerns? What are you going to do? Like, yeah, Sock is sick. What are you going to do? I'm just curious. I just wanted to see if it's regressed. Just trying to alleviate my concerns, not act on them. Roll deception. Ah, this is going to go well. It's a six. <laughs> Look, Sock is very sick. Court's in there right now keeping an eye on her. If you need anything, you talk to him. Don't be trying to peek in. Just talk to people. You're not alone here. Got my eyes on you. Alright. Thanks. He just leans up against the side of the building, stares at you. <laughs> Let me go see if I can find Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Okay. Let's see how Dusty's doing. Oh, he's also not doing very well at stealthing. He's not crit failing, but that's still a six on the die. Luckily, you distracted Soro, but but Dusty is making a bit of a splashing sound in the swamps here as he's trudging in between buildings. So, pretty easy to find. And when you walk up, Dusty just says, Oh, Darvin, that was quick. Are you done? No, I had some issues. No? Is- what issues? Isn't she very, very sick? I, yes, but the sentry posted outside and the person inside looking after her were not sick at all. <sighs> Darvin, Darvin, Darvin. Hmm. Darvin, question for you. Outside of that conversation. Okay. What is Corum's rules, or what are your monastery's rules regarding people who get in the way of carrying out God's plan? Mm, I think it depends on if they're, like, knowingly getting in the way. Okay. This is just some kid 
looking after his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't think Quorum would want us, you know. All right. All right. Uh, let's go back to Dusty real quick, then. Well, I haven't had much luck finding anybody else who's overly sick. Yeah, nobody here's looking great, but... What if... What if we team up? What if we just do this together? What if we both do one at a time? Work together. Okay. That might go a little smoother. Yeah, I mean, I could... I could distract him while you go in and take care of business. Ooh. I know how to be loud. I know how to... All right. That sounds better. Okay. There's someone inside, too. At least, according to Soros. Oh, do you know them? Yes. I forget who he said it was, but I remember it was a name that I knew. Yeah, it was a court. That same grung that was in there all the other times. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. I tell him this. Okay. All right, all right. See if I can cause a distraction, and you can sneak in. Unless you want to cause the distraction. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm louder, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Start thinking about how you want to handle that. Because we're going to go we're gonna go back. Okay. Vale and Aranus. You've got a nice blanket. That's a nice blanket. So here's my thoughts. What I'd like to do is take all of our magic items, leave them at our camp. Where they should be safe. Take all any non-magic items we may need to defend ourselves if something weird happens and we need to defend ourselves. And the blanket and the mantle to the opposite side of town. (laughs) (laughs) So we're nice and far away from our valuables, which is neither here nor there. We should also start to stay far away from both Prado and Imelda. And then try and make this thing happen. Okay. Did we we determined last time just so I make sure I'm remembering correctly that I can use bardic inspiration without my loot? Um, yes, we did do that last time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bitty. <laughs> cool. So we do that. Okay. Don't forget to leave your belt buckle behind this time. Uh-huh. That means you're also leaving your armor behind. Yeah. So my AC is going down one. Your AC is going down all the way, unless you still have your other armor that you're going to put on. Oh, yeah, I guess I would just do an armor change. Okay. So, yeah, it goes down one. Cool. You divest yourself of all magical items, leave them way over on one side of town. You guys venture deeper into the swamps, away from people's residences, where it's just the two of you, this blanket... This is such a good idea. Vale's glowing arm. Vale's glowing arm and Brumble's mantle. Such a good idea. Yeah. So we know the item that you want to put the magic into. Mm-hmm. Based on what you've said so far, I get the effect as meaning this is something if somebody rests under, it will heal them. It yeah, will remove conditions. A full rest under it would remove the condition that is ailing the grow. Okay. Or multiple rests or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's neither here nor there. Like, an amount of time resting underneath this. Because that could be determined based on how well this works. Yeah. So then the, only, the third part of this is who's acting as the funnel. Avail's doing it. Because Vale's already funneled one way once, and at this point, I already glow. <laughs> I don't want to risk... Again, Vale knows that Arnis is already screwed if they die at the wrong time, and is not going to put this on Arnis. Okay. Also, if something goes wrong with you, I might be able to fix you. So step back. <laughs> so if I don't go kablooey, it's just me and not both of us that go kablooey. Don't go kablooey. I'm hoping not to. Don't, don't do that. Okay. Oh, very important. Are you bringing that book that your grandma wrote? Yeah. Okay. But that's the thing that has the instructions for how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, who's performing this ritual then? Well, does someone have to perform well, it and someone is the funnel? I guess actually, yeah. No, that's a very good point. If Vale is being the funnel, they obviously cannot perform this ritual. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. that leaves it to Aranus. I guess that's me then, yeah. Oh, God. Well, you are the one with the Arcana out of the two of us, so it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. 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 I know things, sort of. <laughs> this is definitely a multi-step process. You're going to have to you know, arrange things just so. This requires a very specific physical setup. probably have to... Draw some runes around the area. You can lay them out in branches. You can carve them into trees. How does that look? What are you using to draw out these magical symbols? Where are you putting them? It depends on how specific the instructions are. They're specific. Okay, so like if it has to be 
Oh, it's like swampy and wet, huh? Mm-hmm. It's also frozen, so it could be like carved <laughs> into the snow. It's frosty. The there's really only snow like around the base of trees oh. and wherever the ground happens to actually come above the water level. We yeah. make a salt circle. So if it was floating in the water, you'd probably need to like mark it on something that would float in the water, or I don't know. It's up to your imagination. Like, how do you want to have this set up? I want to see if I can find a location where I can kind of mark it all on trees. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in the right configuration, just so nothing moves, because sure, the last thing I want is something to go out of place. All right. Yeah, I think you're able to find what was once a nice grove of trees, and is now still a grove. It's less nice. It's much colder and wetter. But the trees are still in the same position, so you could easily mark up these runes right where they need to be and place Veil and the items in the center of this. And from anybody on the outside, it looks like you're just standing out in the middle of nowhere, carving up trees. Weird, but whatever. Magic. So this would be the transference, and the creation is a multi-step process. It's going to require a number of checks. Arnis. You're going to have to be doing the Arcana half of this. Yeah. Veil as a funnel, you need to maintain composure. There's going to be a lot of juice flowing through you. And if you were to suddenly pass out or go run screaming, that would that would be bad. Assuming, yeah. That would not bode well for this blanket that you're making for the ground. So, Arnis for you, this will primarily be Arcana checks, unless... Something goes terribly wrong, or if you come up with a creative solution. Pretty much count on something going wrong. That's generally what happens. <laughs> it happens often. Frequently. <laughs> the dice suck. Veil, for you, these are going to be constitution saves. Again, unless something goes terribly wrong, or if you have something creative that you want to do instead. That fits with what's going on. Arnis, I'm going to say, if you want to give Vale bardic inspiration while this ritual is taking place, it will have a negative impact on your next check because this is very, this is a very mentally straining task. Okay, uh, it's a very magically straining task, and if you're diverting some of your attention to Vale to support them, that means you're not doing the ritual during that moment. Can I give them bardic inspiration now before you start? Yeah. Yes. That's a D eight, right? Yes. All right. It lasts for ten minutes, mm-hmm. which is why I asked. All right, Arnis, what's this pep talk you give Vale, or other form of inspiration? Um, it's essentially. All right, Vale, you've already got a glowing arm. <laughs> it can't get worse, right? We watched you. No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> we always know it can get worse. I've watched you do this once. You're hardcore. You're going to do it again. It's going to be amazing. And then I don't know. I give a leg. I'm like, woo! Go, man! <laughs> woo! <laughs> Darwin, you hear some woos I, uh, from the other side of the swamp. If I could come up with a good cheer right now, I would do it, but uh, I got nothing. Okay, that's fine. Very nice. And now, now, it's, now it's in my head to come up with a good cheer for Vale. Well, let's see if... Let's see how this goes. And see if you need a cheer or if or you a need a... Yes. <laughs> okay. Alright, so in my head, the way this is set up with Veil in the middle of all of these trees, carved with the special runes. On one side of you, there's the mantle, crackling with that magical energy deep within itself. And the other side is the blanket. Plain. Mundane. Nothing fancy. Yet. So first, we gotta get this magical energy flowing. Arnis, start this off. Let's get an Arcana check. See how we're gonna do this evening, shall we? We already know he's faring very poorly. Yeah. I hope you guys do better. It's a ten. That's better. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is a very high-level magic ritual, and the energy within that mantle is raw, and there is a lot of it. And as soon as you start, it just jets out and into Vale. Which was the plan. Yeah. Unfortunately, Vale, it's not coming slow. This isn't just like a warm feeling creeping up your arm. It's like a bolt of lightning. I'm sorry. And the light in your right arm just starts flaring even brighter. Roll a constitution saving throw. 
<laughs> add, add in that bardic inspiration, huh? Oh my god. Yeah, and with that, that's a 12. Oh my god! Veil, this magical energy hits you hard. And it is building up inside your body. You know it's supposed to be flowing out the other side, going towards this blanket, and right now, it's it's hitting the end of your right arm, and some of it is leaking out, but most of it's just building up brighter and brighter, and the holes where the light is beaming through start getting bigger. Oh my god, I'm the worst. Keep going. I can't stop now. Aranus, what do you want to do? <gasps> Try to make Vale not curse blood. <laughs> Like, try to keep going, I guess? Okay, I was going to say, I should say, at any point you want to stop, you can. Not that it's all just going to go, go away and, like, vanish no, and everything's fine. No, it's not. I know But I'm saying, not. if you ever feel so, like, I need to stop I'm and do something else, you, you may. But you're going to continue on. You're going to continue this ritual. Okay. What if I feel the need to run away? <laughs> Roll Arcana again. Oh, God. I hate my life and everything about it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh boy. Oh dear. Arnis, what did you roll? Nothing Arnis can say it. Remember that one time when Arnis killed Vale? <laughs> What's the number on the die? It's a one. <laughs> Woof. Okay. All right, let's let's do it. Let's resolve this one. Let's not. How far away would you say you are from Vale right now? <laughs> I would probably position myself whatever like the maximum distances I could be away from them, which is probably not too far considering I need to like do this thing. But mm-hmm. also considering we didn't know what was going to happen, I would try to be kind of as far away. But I'd still have okay. to be like within the circle, clearly. I think from the notes you have from your grandmother, all the experiments they did were from hands-on physical touching range out to about 30 feet. Okay. Anything past that, they were like, mm, things got a little wild, it was hard to direct the magic. Within 30 feet, it's a little bit more possible. Your grandmother said in her notes, within that range, within those 30 feet, that's a good successful range. Okay. So where do you want to be? About 25 feet. Okay. So, roll of one. Your job in this ritual is extracting magic, funneling it through Vale. It's Vale's job to help that to survive for one, and to create a steady conduit. Part of being steady requires a steady, predictable flow of magic. And unfortunately, you've never done this before. You've never dealt with this level of magical energy before. And the floodgate just opens. And that lightning bolt turns into a plasma stream. And there's just this constant connection between the mantle and veil. And you see some of it just sparking off veil in random directions. Like a... Like, like fireworks. Like a fork in a microwave. Like a fork in a microwave is a good analogy. I was going to say, like fireworks. Like you put a fountain down on the ground. And yeah, it's just spraying all sorts of directions. The bulk of it is staying in Vale. But every once in a while, things are shooting off. One of them hits you. Yeah, that's about right. I think I want this to be a constitution save for you as well. Uh, this is the same magical energy that's going through Vale. You're just dealing with a much lower intensity of it. So make a con saving throw. I got a ten. Okay. What? Arnis, this hits you in the shoulder. You take one point of damage. Only one. Don't complain right now. <laughs> not expecting only one. Neither was I. But also, you're only feeling a fraction of what's going through Vale right now. Yep. <sighs> vale, Arnis is not handling his end of this deal well at all. I need you to make a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Oh, I figured. I'm so sorry. It's Nate. Oh. Uh, this energy is building up within you. You'll take 13 points of damage as you feel it burning through the inside of your right arm. Oh, that is... That was 
that constitution saving throw was just the uh, effect of Aranus's fail yeah, there. That's what I figured. Um, yeah. So, Vale, yes. make your con saving throw to stay up and keep focused on these magical items. Oh, that's a six. <laughs> that is. Vale, the holes in your right arm are. No, I should start this the other way. Vale. Your right arm is now just as much holes as it is flesh. It is glowing bright green. It is visible up to a mile away, probably at this point, since there's so much energy flowing into you right now. And just to look at your arm is bright. From your distance, like no distance, you're looking down at your arm, and it's almost blinding. And like a sm- the smallest, minusculest stream of energy is flowing into this blanket right now, just because... There's a point where the body can't contain more. And although you're not doing a great job at funneling it through, because Arnus isn't doing a great job at keeping it steady and keeping it focused, eventually a balloon's got to burst. <laughs> and right now there's a leak. Arnus, what do you want to do? Can I talk to Vale outside of casting anything? Yeah. Oh my god. This is the worst. Um... Vale, do you want me to keep going or stop? Vale's gonna say, uh, no, I can take it. Let's just finish it. Just help help me funnel it. Arnis is gonna moderately whimper back. Okay. Okay, Arnis. You know what you need to do. Attempt to not kill my friend? <laughs> yes, I think that is what I will do. Give us that arcana check. And that was almost a 15. Yeah, it was almost a 15. And it is not. It's an 11. It's a 7 on the die, for those of you keeping track. Still not above a 10. As Vale instructs you, no, no, keep going. You redouble your efforts, focus in on the magic, and as you do so, you see Brumble's mantle. You see this dark opal with all that green energy just crackling inside start to return to normal start to return to how you first saw it Die. just because yeah the floodgates have been open and it is just rushing into Vale and that magic that it had absorbed up until this point it's mostly released and Vale Vale you are filled with almost as much energy as that was holding up until now make a constitution saving throw as your body is brimming with magic power. Oh, I can't read that. It's a 19. There's a roll. It's wow. a 21 total. Jesus. <sighs> hey, look. A success. <laughs> That's a first. Oh, Vale doesn't die yet. Vale, this is a lot of magic. There's a lot of energy in you right now. And I'm not going to lie. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel any sort of comfortable. But you are able to maintain your focus and your consciousness, and you can feel the floodgate in your arm start to open up as more of this magic is flowing into the blanket. There's still so much energy in you, though. It's not all out yet. It still needs time. Arnis, what would you like to do? Things are finally starting to move forward. Not gonna lie, you're in a very tenuous position here. Vale is very close to having bad things happen, which I think you can tell. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I like really have any viable options except to like do another Arcana check. I would love to make it something else, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure what or how to do that. Well, tell me what it is. I might be able to help you get there if it's within reason. I said I default to Arcana because that's literally magic stuff. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm so thinking that, like, at this point, because stuff is, like, starting, because, like, the power is starting to funnel out of Veil not very fast, like, and really all of my magic is charisma-based as opposed to, like, Int, which is Arcana. I'm trying to figure out how to use some of that, but I'm not exactly sure how. Mm-hmm. 
And I wonder if it wouldn't just be more worth my time to give Vale another round of bardic inspiration to help with their constitution check rather than attempting to shepherd the ritual along any further Okay. by failing. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say if you think you have a spell that would make it easier, you, can, oh, you don't have an implement. So, I, yeah, yeah, I don't. Um, so that's probably out the window. <clears throat> um, but bardic inspiration... Yes. Okay. The next time you try to do Arcana during this ritual, so not, the next time you try to do anything during this ritual, you're going to be at a negative. I'm rolling so poorly. Well, I will say is better. it will be more difficult the next time, since okay. you're taking yeah, your mind off fine. the ritual to help Vale. But you can help Vale. Okay. What do you say or do to inspire Vale? You can feel a little Vale chair. <laughs> Their name is Vale. Their arm's all green. <laughs> They will not fail. <laughs> they will not fail and come out clean. Woo, go fail! They won't come out clean? <laughs> no! They they, they will not fail and come out clean? Sorry, it's one of those English sure, language things. Sure, but come out clean. Fine, there you go. We'll change the end to a but. It'll be fine. Good. Alright. Vale, you find yourself inspired once again. You do need to make another constitution saving throw. Oh my god. That's two. I definitely recommend you add inspiration. That's another oh my two. God. Plus the two of my constitution bonus is a six. Wow. Alright. A d20 and a d8. Well, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> two things here. One, the ritual is complete. Not as designed, though. So, Veil... Concentrating on staying up and staying conscious and keeping this magic flowing. You feel the magic swelling in your arm more and more powerful. The light gets brighter and brighter until nobody can see anything within this circle of trees. This whole 30 feet area is just bright, blinding green light. And you feel just... uh, You feel the energy bursting through your arms. You feel those holes get bigger and bigger until the flesh vaporizes. And there's a pulse of energy bathing, yes, the blanket, um, but just the entire area with magical light. Darwin, you see this immense flash out there somewhere in the trees and then you feel a rumble and a boom. Veil, uh-huh. make one last con save oh to God. stay conscious. Oh <laughs> you're going to say alive. <laughs> that I rolled a 17 on. That's a 19 total. At least you'll be conscious for the whole thing. So, when this light eventually fades and the blinding spots in your vision pass too. You look down and that right arm is just gone. There's the blanket right where it was left. A faint glow about it. Arnus, make me a deck saving throw. Oh god. I got a nine. Just so everybody's clear. That's with a plus seven bonus. <laughs> Two. Arnis, as that magical light flares up and you feel that rumble and that shockwave hits you, you get thrown. You get tossed off your feet and flung into a tree and you take ten points of damage and you collapse down into a somewhat shallow area of the swamp. As you're there on your hands and knees, the water comes up to... Mid-forearm. And the light eventually fades, and you see Vale standing there, alive, missing an arm. Darvin, you see this... You saw the bright light, you felt the rumble, you heard the boom, as did every other grung in the village, whose attention is immediately drawn to that spot in the swamp, and they go rushing off. Uh... Darwin, what do you do? I have to tell you, I'm torn right now. 
I understand. Do you? I mean, I, I understand how you could be torn. I, you knew your friends went over there, and now there yeah. was this big explosion, practically. Right. Um, there's no fire, there's no smoke, but that was powerful. Something happened out there. So it's up to you. All, well, I shouldn't say all the ground. Every gun in the area who is able and not busy with something far more important is running off that way. Soro is leading that charge. What in the heck was that? So, God. I don't think Darwin is not going to go check on his companions. Okay. And a part of me is like, you know, I kind of wish I'd told Dusty to get this because technically this is his mission. Like, well, but it's too late because Darwin already said that. And just he's not decided gonna go back that you on were going to do this together, though. I'm yeah. Gonna talk about well, yeah, we had. I was, I was about to say to Chris's point here. Oh uh, yeah. Dusty is still around. He's not rushing out there. That's true. That is interesting to him, but it's not his village. Those are your friends, and so Dusty is going to turn to you. I think Darwin's going to say, Dusty. Gotta go check that out. Do I? No. I think you got this. But I'm gonna get to work. Alright. Deal. Okay. May Quorum's grace flow through your actions, Dusty. And through yours, Darvin. And then you split. Mm, Darvin, do you have any anything that makes you run faster through water? Mm, you can, can run, run on water. I can run on water, not through it. Okay. You can run on water. I can run on water. Are you going over there quickly? Are you rushing over to Aranus and Vale? Yes. Okay. In which case, I think since you can run on top of the water, and your natural speed is faster than these grown, you're not being slowed down by the terrain, so you get there first, ahead of the grown. They took off before you, but you quickly pass them all up, one at a time. Just do, 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 do. Nice. Eventually, Soro sees you running on top of the water, and you're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> Astonished, like, never seen that before. And you're first on the scene. First, you come across Arnis panting on hands and knees next to a tree. And some 50 feet away is Vale, standing in the middle of a little grove of trees that all have, well, all had carvings on them. The bark has been entirely burned off of all of those trees. They're just bone white around Vale right now. Sorry, Grung. Wow. <laughs> It's bark. I murdered your trees. The, the trees will live. Like, okay. They are scarred. They might be special now. I don't know. Um, but a thing happened. So you see Vale standing in the middle of these bone-white trees, missing an arm. What do you do? Oh, I guess I'll run up to Vale and be like, this is probably a really <laughs> stupid question, but are you all right? What the hell happened? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is inspect where my arm should be and make sure it's not, like, bleeding or a gaping hole or anything. Like, it's not gonna... There's not gonna be death from blood loss happening here. You pull back the fabric around your shoulder, and it's a nice, smooth transition all the way up from the ribcage up to the shoulder, and right where your arm would be is just cauterized green. Like this neon green, not glowing anymore... Like, in our world, if you put a black light on it, it would glow. Okay. <laughs> but but it's just that kind of green. It's just like, oh, that's a green stump where my arm used to be. Or not even a stump, just a green patch. But nothing's coming out. It's tender to the touch, certainly. But it's not painful. So, after taking that look at... And then I'll look at Darvin and say, well, I'm not in pain. I am missing an arm. Yeah, I noticed that. It's a little disarming. And I look at you going, really? You're going to crack jokes right now? Sorry. That's how I react to this yeah. stressful situation. He's not sorry. Alright. Arnis. Yeah? The light has faded. Darwin has run up to Vale. What do you do? Try to get up. Oh, no, you can get up, yeah. <laughs> You're not, like, pinned to the ground. It just threw um, you against a tree is all. And I move as fast as I can back toward Vale. Okay. Here you all are. I lift up my shirt and show Arnis my stump. And I say, I don't have to worry about glowing anymore. I'm going to need you to help put my bracer on. 
Okay, I'm trying to decide the next thing that Arnas does. <laughs> I know the next thing I would do. I'm trying to decide what he does okay. because I don't know if it's the same thing. By all means, take your time. Yeah. Okay. Arnas gives Vale a hug. Oh. <laughs> and with their one arm, Vale kind of reaches over and pats and just... Arnas on the back because. Vale's not used to having to comfort someone about their own pain. I'm not... What? That's not what I'm doing. I know, I know. But Vale sees it as like, why am I comforting you about the fact that I lost an arm? I, you're not. <laughs> That's how um, Vale understands it. I, so, give Vale a hug and just say, I'm I'm so sorry. And Vale says, we both knew there were going to be potential side effects. And then to attempt it in a horribly dark place of humor... To attempt to lighten the mood, Vale says, that at least I have the mage hand in my gauntlet. I, I guess. And I won't need to help button my shirts. At least there weren't any front effects. Just side effects. <laughs> Sounds about right. Continue to pat Arnis on the back in this awkward one-armed hug. Um, Arnis, can we can we check and see if the blanket's gonna work? Yeah, we should probably wrap the or I should wrap the mantle back up in something and you can put mm-hmm. it in my pack. I assume we brought it out here in somebody's pack. Yeah, yeah, put it back in. Would you mind carrying it? It might slide off. <laughs> that veil actually does say an attempt to try to lighten the mood. <laughs> that seems like a good veil quip. I think at this point is when the rest of the grung show up. Sorrow in the front, followed by his posse. What? 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 What What happened? Oh my gosh. It was bright, and it was loud, and what? I, uh, is everybody okay? I think that's a relative term. But for your purposes, yeah. Is there anything we can do? Is... No. Oh. Is there anything you need? Darnest and I say, so can, should we take the blanket and go see if we can cure Sock? Yeah. Although I have the urge to answer his question by, like, well, we could use a hand, but... Sora <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> looks at where your arm used to be, and it's shocking. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, we appreciate your help and all, but that, that's a little extreme. And I look at Sock and I say... You mean it's Sorrow? Sorrow. I look at Sorrow and I say, just remember that it was a changeling that gave a part of them to save your people. Oh, I mean, if this works, we're not going to forget any of you. But you might want to have Amelda check that out. Just make sure you're okay. That's on the list of things to do. (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh my gosh, the trees too, and what's that smell? But yeah, generally speaking, if you're done out here, deep in the swamp, we can head back. Cool. Where do you go first? I want to see if my sacrifice is worth it, so we're going to take the blanket to go try and cure Sock. You make it to Sock, and unfortunately she has passed. There are, uh, there are many other, every grung has been afflicted by this. Is Court still there? I think you run into Court just on the outskirts of their village on your way back. Uh, he wasn't going to rush all the way out, but he still wanted to try to get some of the... He still wanted to know what was going on, so he followed the growing out towards the edge. And He's also very old and not too well off. So when you met him, he returned with you. I want to ask him if he'd be willing to let us try it on him. Yeah, yeah, he'd, he'd definitely be willing. Okay. I don't see why not. He... Well, I think this is what happens... You go in to check on Sock and find that she's passed, and, and he just kneels down on the side of the bed and rests an arm on her chest and just lowers his head down, resting it on the side of the bed. And you ask if he's willing, and he just says, yeah. And just throw it over his shoulders as he sits there mourning. How long do I have to wear this? Honestly, we have no idea. All right, I'm not going anywhere. If you want to see how effective you are at forging this blanket... You can do an Arcana check. Uh, if you've got some other means of identifying magical stuff, that's fine too. Nope. If you want to seek help elsewhere within the town, 
certainly allow it. You've got time here. I want to do that too. I'll do a check, fail at it, and then we can go ask somebody. This is when you're going to crit now. With this die? No. Yeah. So I got a 12. With this bark and lichen blanket over Court's shoulders, you reach down to see if you can sense that it's retained the magic from that blast. And you get the sense that, yes, it has. You don't know how much. You don't know how effective it's going to be at causing this healing. But you know it's magic now. Can we, um, can we send one of the little runner grown to go get Prado? Yeah. You can easily get Prado here. And have her take a look at the blanket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Roll this one. She rolled an 18 on the die. Oh, good. Prado is there, and she's looking over what you've done with this blanket. At the same time, trying to comfort Court. So, yes, this is certainly a magical thing now. I don't know how you did that, but I'm impressed. It wouldn't be. <laughs> Anyone who can make magic items from scratch, pretty impressive. And she's able to find some healing magic woven into it now. It's not going to be as fast as you wanted it to be. I think with Prado's investigation on this, and just over the next half hour, hour or so, she's in here looking it over, chatting with you to see, like, oh, what exactly did you do? Like, where is this magic from? You know, what was, what were you trying to do? Seems like it'll take about a week under this blanket to heal anyone, which the entire population of this village is going to be several years, but they will start with the oldest first and most infirmed. The kids like Soro, like they're fine for years to come. That's not a problem. There's a reason why the kids are in charge of keeping watch and the adults are more indoors and doing research and cooking and things like that. They just don't have the stamina for it. It'll be a process, but between removing the bulb in the birthing pools and this blanket, it'll be an effective treatment over time. As long as they can get another sun orb, they should be fine here for a long time to come. They've already said that you don't do that. They're going to send word for Sicarius, send her to go get one. Yes, Prado is friends with Sicarius. Friendly. I don't know how close of friends they are, but friendly. Working relationship friendly. What else are you doing with this day, guys? It's already gone so well. Darwin, you got any plans? Staying with Vale and Arnis? I think so. Dusty's fine doing his thing. Mm-hmm. The rest I'm of you? I'm going to... I'm sorry, let me think if Arnis has got an idea. I really don't. I think I've failed enough for one day. Thank you very much. I'm chilling. Trying not to touch anything for the rest of the day. Oh! If you have an idea, I'm I'm all up for it. If not, I can come up with a solution here. But you all crafted a magic item. Yes. Do you want to name it? Veil's Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the blanket is called Veil's Sacrifice. A week spent under this blanket can cure someone of any condition. That's good to know. Um, can come back and get it for like five years. Oh, whatever. And Vale's going to ask Prado, since Prado's sitting here. Who is the next... Who is the currently living grung that is the illest right now? Um, who else is as far along as Sock or almost as far along as Sock? And Prado tells you there's... Oh, there's only... Uh, hmm. Only a couple others who were that ill. Some have passed recently, and some are good for another couple of months, by our best guess. But, uh, yeah, there's just a couple more who are definitely going to be in line for that blanket after court. Bring them together in the same home. Um, they're pretty sick. We can. I mean, go get, like, some stretchers or something and move them around. They're a little too weak right now to move on their own. Right. Ernest... Bring my gear. Okay. Okay. Are you just sending Prado off to do that, or? Yeah. And, well, and then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to want to know where they're going to take them. Probably the sickest ones. Huh? Yeah. No, there's only a few, so there's no point in putting them like in one person's home as opposed to another person's home. If Sock hadn't died so recently, they would use hers. There was a grung who passed away before you got here, quite recently, and all of the death rites have already been taken care of, and that hut is empty. And Prado can tell you which hut. Like, we're gonna take him over there to. We're gonna take him over there to Torben's place. Uh, he passed about a week before you got here. His family's already removed anything of value. Well, 
anything of sentimental value and pick it clean, obviously. Uh, we'll go through it later and see if there's stuff that would be useful to the village. But yeah, Torvin's place. I'll meet them all there. Um, so Arnis, you're going to go get yours and Vale's gear. Yeah. And go wherever Vale's mm-hmm. going. Get your duck armor back on. Oh yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Darvin, you going as well? Sure. So, okay. So you're waiting... Are you just waiting in Torben's home? Yeah. Okay. Like most grown, Torben was very small compared to the rest of you. So it's a little cramped in the living space, but that's mostly because you're hunching over. There's certainly enough room in here for a few grown. Enough space to lay down the sick. It's about half an hour later. Prado and Soro come rushing in through the door. And she just says... Sorry, but they, they've passed along as well. All three of them? A little sooner than we thought, but they're, they're gone. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrand. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Podcast. Or you can email us at skyrentpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrentpodcast.libsyn.com. <laughs>